Hey, welcome to the stories I wish you heard. If this is your first time listening to this show, I do an episode a week. The A episode features a story from my blog City Songs, so if you haven't listened to that episode yet, pause this one first and come back after. You're listening to the B episode where I walk you through some of the behind-the-scenes stuff for the story. We also have some special guests in the form of storytellers who'll share some of the stories they wish were heard and they'll help us unpack some of the themes discussed. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can show your support by clicking follow on Spotify or subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. You'll get notified whenever a new post is up. iOS users, please rate the show and leave a review on the Apple Podcasts app to let me know how I'm doing. And with that out of the way, let's get unpacking. I wrote Crash in November 2011, and I was sort of seeing this guy who I met online, and we'd been talking for a while, but... Whenever the topic of meeting up in real life came about, he'd quickly change the subject. And it was weeks and weeks of not really knowing what the situation was. We were both freshly wounded from what at that time were our longest respective relationships. So it seemed like we were never going to meet. And I wondered if I was just wasting my time. Now one morning, he said he was craving for Paris. And I was working evenings and was about to go to sleep when he said he didn't have work that day and he knew of a Paris place in QC that was supposedly very good. I dragged myself out of bed and showered, but when I checked my phone, I saw that he had changed his mind. It was this constant pushing and pulling that drove me nuts. Something had to change. We were either going to end up together, or I had to cut my losses and move on. I just wasn't really sure how. So I filed a vacation leave to see my parents in Davao, and as the plane took off, I saw the buildings and houses around the airport getting smaller and smaller, and I began to fantasize about what it would be like to just fly to him, to get things over with, to see if there was anything there that was worth pursuing. But I quickly came to terms that it wasn't going to happen, at least not in the near future, but I kept talking to him in the hopes that it would. Not that he asked, not that he will. Converting it to the podcast presented a number of challenges. This was one of the first stories I knew I wanted to record, but I also knew it would be tough to simulate a plane crash. I started by looking for simulated plane crash VR videos on YouTube, but it was just a lot of screaming and wind sounds, and it would be really hard to hear the story narration over all of that. So I used a combination of alarm sounds, uh, people arguing, and paragliding videos to set the stage. I added a few explosions here and there, and while I know that it's not literally a plane crash, I think it kind of sounds like it. The music was a last-minute inclusion. In fact, if you chanced upon the episode when I published it early in the morning, you would have heard a version without the scoring. In that scene, I was in the middle of a plane crash, but I was strangely calm. And then when my seat ejected, I floated to where he lived. Without the music, it seemed oddly distant. It didn't feel the way I wanted it to feel, so I wanted something that built up to a crescendo before quietly tapering off. You need the courage to fly there, but you need quiet when you float down. So I messed around with this music sample that I used in the past, and then I looped sections to sync the music with the words until I got to the final cut. And here's what that sounded like. The plane ripped open, and one by one, the seats flew out like they do in cartoons. My seat ejected soon enough. The clouds and the cold air felt sharp as I passed through them. 
the city lights looked like stars. I mapped out the bridges and skyscrapers like they were constellations. I floated aimlessly, my heart fearless, my mind hell-bent on a destination. I wanted to float to you. In my mind, I pictured landing on your doorstep. You would open the door and let me in. It would be awkward at first, you not knowing exactly what I was doing or how I got there. Me heavily burdened by all that I couldn't but wanted to say. If that happens, would all the things we couldn't talk about stop mattering? Or would we still be afraid of all we had to lose? I'd like to think that at that moment, it would just be me and you and no one else. No meddling friends, no deep-set issues, or exes who refuse to be forgotten. There's only us and the bright opportunity to fall in love. We'd hug, and it would feel like we found missing parts of ourselves in each other. Our hearts would start beating in tune, and we'd kiss in sweet slow motion, like honey dripping, or something pretentiously poetic like that. Maybe a few birds would sing, and there would be a double rainbow, but we wouldn't even notice because we'd be lost in each other's embrace. So that is the story of Crash. After the break, we'll listen to this week's storytellers who'll tell us about the things they would say if nothing held them back. We'll be right back with the stories I wish you heard. We get it. We know there's a plethora of streaming choices right at your fingertips. In the vast ocean of movies, TV shows, and music, you need a pretty pink flotation device to help you make an informed choice. We are in no way qualified to present a professional opinion on movies, TV shows, or music. We're just three queens who like to watch. My name is Earl, and I'm your camp queen. This McCoy, your romance queen. And I'm Neil, your drama queen. And, and we, we are... The Stream Queens! <laughs> if you can stream it, we'll review it. Then we'll tell you if you should stream it or skip it. Listen to Stream Queens, streaming soon on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And, and I thank, thank you! you. <laughs> oh, okay, stop now. Okay. Welcome back to the stories I wish you heard. You just heard the ad for Stream Queens, an upcoming podcast that I started with some friends. I'm so excited to share this project with you. In today's ocean of content available at your fingertips, we'll tell you which movies, songs, and TV shows are actually worth your time. We've recorded half a season so far, and we will be launching in September. I'll leave a link to our socials in this episode's show notes, so I hope you show us some love pre-launch. Now, earlier this week, I posted this question, what would you say if nothing held you back? This week, we have a total of five entries. Let's see what our storytellers had to say. Our first entry is from Ioni, who we last heard in 19B. Ioni sent her entry as text, so I'll read it for you. This is Ioni. What would I say if nothing held me back? If nothing held me back, I would tell you how much you mean to me and that I regret letting you go. Because I could have understood our situation. You will always be my what if. Because I know I can't love you, 
since you have your own family now. You are my Totka, the one that got away. Because I know you're not my other Totka, the one that God arranged. Thank you for reading this. Continue inspiring others. So, we're all familiar with the traditional Totka, the one that got away. And I like how Ayoni has her own definition, the one that God arranged. It's an interesting concept, one that those in Christian groups would be very familiar with, but I reckon it would be a lesser-known Katy Perry hit if she ever recorded it. Now, I like the idea that a supreme being would predestine our love stories. It brings a certain comfort that all the bad relationships that you've been through, they all served a purpose. They were all leading up to the one you were supposed to be with, the one who will stay. She said she could have understood their situation, which signals regret. Perhaps something was standing in the way of the relationship, something that you couldn't just pray away, and it's been lingering in her mind and heart ever since. Many years have passed, and this person eventually found their home. To echo Miss Perry, perhaps in another life, things could have worked out. But we are in this life, and the person you're meant to be with is just on the horizon. So thank you, Ayoni, for sending in your entry this week. Your stories inspire us and bring words to feelings that were previously unspoken. Our next storyteller is Phil, who lives in 2004. He is a friend of the show, and this is his first entry. It's a spoken word piece called I Like You, The Complete Tape. Let's listen to what he had to say. I like you. I like you, like you. But I don't want to cross that line because I can't love you. Not with the love that survives the 87 fight. Not with the love that would stand a smelly shit. Not with the love that that will let my guard down. I mean, come on. It's not like I really know you. Who do you look up to? What was your favorite snack as a kid? Where are your safe spaces? When did you feel loved by someone who didn't have to for the first time? Do your siblings know you like to dance? Would your parents freak if I said I was yours? Don't answer that. Look, I'm fine with being a simple notification because I don't know if you like the notion of me detailing my emotions or raising hyperpersonal questions that I simply thought were anecdotal speculations coming from my manic realizations. There is a part of me that wants you to tell me to stop. <laughs> no, no, because why are you smiling? Why are you replying? I'm not that funny or profound or sexy and we're not friendly like that, I guess. I am literally testing you, pestering you, hoping you would block me before I cross the line. I can't undo. I can't. I can't. Because you're too good of a friend to lose. And if I know you well enough, I know certainly that you need a love and life intertwined with stability. Not a lifetime with someone who loves so dangerously 
and loses everything to people who just want money when I can't even get a place with a balcony. And if you know me well enough to patiently listen to my thought process and to stay, hoping I try to prove a point but fail, then you know that that's all I need. To be understood in a world where I don't need to matter. So if I know any better, liking you doesn't have to mean anything else. And I hope I don't lose you as a friend. Because I like you just like that. That was a roller coaster of emotions. And it's the kind of manic energy that only someone with an intense ability to love can pull off. Phil likes somebody, but he doesn't want to cross that line because he doesn't think that the future is bright for them. But that doesn't stop him from wanting to know all that there is to this person, what his favorite snack is, his safe spaces, and the time he first felt love. Based on what he said, it seems like this person likes Phil back. They're smiling, replying, laughing at things that are not funny. So I don't know, it seems like a good situation to be in. If this isn't fiction, then I hope you take the plunge. A love this exciting doesn't come often, so you have to hold on to it while you can. Thank you, Phil, for taking us on this intense ride. I know you're scared. It is a scary feeling. But like you said, don't we just all want to be understood in a world where we don't need to matter? If there's a chance that this person can do that for you, then I wish you good luck and Godspeed. Our next entry is from Jarek, who we last heard in 16B. Let's listen to what Jarek would say if nothing held him back. What would I say if nothing held me back? It would be so toxic that even answering behind an anonymous persona makes me cringe. I don't think I can bring myself up for it. Pinagaaralan ko pa how words go out of my mouth diplomatically. But if I were to answer, and hopefully not hurt feelings, I say, let's be careful on putting out content out there. I know social media is a two-way street, and if I don't like it, unfollow, right? But maybe it's also good if we, as responsible adults, be vigilant of what we throw out there. It's like taking a walk out in your neighborhood. You don't want to be seen naked at your street for no reason. You don't want others to know your household is in shambles. Those things are private in life, so I think they should be too in our online life. And for the content creators who are a dime a dozen, I know social media platform is fair game. Just remember that if you put yourself in that platform, you open yourself to criticism too. You become the fair game. So if you create quote-unquote content, you better not be making trash. It's your name, your content represents you, and in this digital age wherein an imprint is both dispensable in a blink, it's also etched in permanence. As I say this, I don't even know what I want to get across. Bahala ka na, city boy. Your friend, Jarek. Wow, that was a mouthful, but it had to be said. I remember listening to a Creepsilog episode where Glenn was talking about how podcasting has really given him a new perspective on content creators. So much goes into each piece of media, whether it's a photo, a podcast episode, or even a TikTok video. In this day and age wherein anyone can upload anything, anytime, this unfortunately means that there are differences in the quality of the content for each provider. 
I agree with Jarek when he says that we should really think about what we put out there. Perhaps it comes with age. There was a time when I would take 100 selfies and plaster it all over my social media, but at some point the novelty fades. A good rule of thumb is what I call the time hop test. Will I cringe when I see this in five years? If the answer is yes, then it stays in my drafts. There is so much going on in the world, and so we owe it to ourselves to only put out content that we can be proud of. Thank you, Jarek, for this timely reminder. I must admit this is not what I was expecting when I asked this question, but I love that somebody finally said what we have all been thinking. Our next entry is from Clarence, who we last heard in 15b. Let's listen to what Clarence had to say. They say there's someone out there for everyone. And I believed this wholeheartedly at one point. But this belief fades as more years pass without this mysterious someone. I'm starting to see this as something people say to their single friends to make them feel better. To have them hold on to some semblance of hope that perhaps they won't grow old alone after all. I'm satisfied with everything in my life, except the aspect of romantic love. People always counter, and I myself have said this to others, but you have all these people around you that love you, and you love them. Why would you feel still unfulfilled knowing this? Yes, I see their point, and I agree with them, but I can't help but feel the way I feel. When things have quieted down, and I'm completely alone, Sometimes I find myself saying, Do I not deserve to be loved? Am I doing something wrong for the universe to deem me so? I'm full of love to give, but have no one to give it to. Brotherly love and friendly love is one thing, but what I crave is romantic love. Someone that will hold me at night. Someone that will encourage me when I'm feeling low. Someone that will wipe away my tears and mourn my losses as well as celebrate my wins. Maybe I am destined to be alone. I like how this entry is so different from the others. Our previous entries were intended for specific people, but Clarence's entry is unique in that it's an open letter to the world, the universe, or to whoever is out there listening. It's tough to be alone out there, Society expects us to be in relationships, almost like there's something wrong with you if you reach a certain age and you're still single. It reminds me of this song from the chorus where they ask, if there's somebody for someone, yeah, look at me. I'm glad to hear that despite the lack of romantic love, Clarence is surrounded by things that he's satisfied with, but there's still a quiet voice at night that asks if he deserves to be loved. Yes, Clarence. You deserve someone that's all yours. You deserve to receive all the love you have inside of you. I don't believe you're destined to be alone. But when you start to listen to that voice that says, perhaps you're meant to live a solitary life, that's when it starts to come true. Remember that words have power, so claim it. This is the year you will fall in love. And when it happens, he will make you realize why it never worked out with anyone else. When you wake up each morning, Remind yourself that you are worthy of love. You deserve to be loved. And when the right man comes along at exactly the right time, you will love. 
Our final entry comes from JC, and this is his first entry to the show. Let's listen to what JC had to say. To be perfectly honest, I am not someone who easily admits his feelings to another person. I'm not that brave, and you know, sometimes it takes me a while to sink in to that feeling. And well, you, we never planned to go down this way. We were supposed to be friends who casually benefits from each other, and it was fine. Until I fell for you. Because you're so damn adorable and lovable that even if I have the image of Heartbreaker, I was the one who fell first between the two of us. And I confess, we talk about it, remember? That what we have is just friendship. And as much as it stings, I mutually agreed on that. But damn, why do you have to fall for me when I'm trying to get it together? Trying to get over you, trying to move forward. And it was only a matter of time before I got hooked, lined, and sunk deep in you. Yet again, (laughs) without anything solid to anchor to. I was in my head, thinking that maybe we can have a fighting chance to figure this out. That... Maybe distance isn't something that will matter, or at least not as much as we expect it to be. Because I believed you when you said you feel something real with me. I believe that. When you said that this is something you want to risk, I believe that. When you said that all you want at that moment is to be with me, hug me, kiss me, I believe that. But I guess it's also my fault for believing too much, knowing you have your hands full, and I was someone you might want to hold. But you weren't ready. Or rather, you may have realized that what you feel for me isn't what you think it is. And that hurts. I didn't force myself to be in your life. You have a lot of stuff going on, and I feel like You'd rather let go of me than destroy yourself in the process. I respected that. But it doesn't mean I'm not hurt. That one summer night last April, the night we shared, I never told you that I loved you. I didn't have to. But I wish I did. Just so I can leave those words in that room and move forward. Slowly, away from the idea of us. (laughs) So I told myself that I'd stop saying this, but damn, that was a lot to unpack. So JC starts with how they were friends, but he fell first because the guy was just so adorable. But he was quickly reminded that they were just friends. And though it hurt, he agreed. And then a plot twist. As JC was starting to get over him, The guy starts to develop feels. Ugh. They're not just... It seems like they're not just on different pages. At this point, they're in completely different books. And so while it killed him, JC gave it a shot. Unfortunately, all they had was that one summer night together. He wasn't ready, and so he had to let JC go. 
JC, it seems like you regret not saying I love you, but let me tell you why you shouldn't. I'd like to believe that when you did not say I love you, that was your mind kicking in. You were self-preserving. Imagine if you had said I love you. Words like that rarely stay in the room. Would you have found the courage to say it back? When love isn't received, it quickly turns into regrets. I'm glad you didn't get to say it, because if there was any doubt, it would have been worse. You deserve to be with somebody who will love you right back, in exactly the way that you need to be loved. You deserve a love that doesn't need three minutes to explain. You deserve someone who loves you because they want to, because they can, because that's what they want to do. I'd like to believe there was love there, but not all love stories have a good ending. I'm glad you got to explore that relationship and saw it right through the end. I'm glad your mind kicked in when it did, and I pray that by telling us this story, the load your heart was carrying became just a little bit lighter. Thank you for sharing this story that you wish he heard. So, some final words on this episode. This week's question was a little broad, and so we cast a pretty wide net with the responses. We had many tales of love, some that got away, some unrequited, and some from hearts wondering when they'll beat again. I remember writing this story, my own heart filled with love that had nowhere to go. I was falling for this man who I thought wouldn't even care if I dropped off the face of the earth. This story was my way of telling him that I was falling for him. I knew that he read my blog, and so when I noticed that he was starting to warm up, I knew that he received my message. We eventually met a few weeks after I published this, and while it wasn't always smooth sailing, we actually ended up being together for a number of years. That book has been closed for many years now, but it's still interesting to read its first few chapters every now and then. I learned from that instance to be brave, that there's value in my words, there's value in my feelings, and that I deserve to be heard. I hope that as you listen to these stories tonight, your heart fills with courage and you get to say all that you need to say. If this past year has taught us anything, it's that life is oh so short. You can be here one minute and gone the next. So take courage, be strong, and say what you need to say. When that inevitable final breath comes and goes, I hope your heart won't be filled with stories you wish were heard. That bell tells us that that's all the unpacking we have for this episode. Thank you to our storytellers for sharing your recordings. It's been an honor to share the stories you wish were heard. If you'd like to weigh in on this week's episode, you can share your stories with me on Twitter or Instagram by tagging me at CityBoy or on Facebook at facebook.com slash the stories I wish you heard. If you'd like to be our next storyteller, please stay tuned after the A episode to hear the question for the week. Record your answer and send it to me to be featured in the B episode. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Come back next week when you feature another story on The Stories I Wish You Heard.